Um, this show, as folks have known, is going to be changing. We're getting close to 100 episodes. Um, I'm going to be, I, you know, I'm going to be changing the time of the News and Rumors show, right? Folks know that the News and Rumors show is live on Sundays at, um, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to be changing that. We've split the show. I'm doing interviews separately now. I mean, I've got Oliver on today. Um, and that's different. So lots is changing. The hundredth episode, I believe, will be live from LA at the Hello Future Live conference, which I'm excited about. Um, and yeah, so that's basically the the big change that the show is going through is the Hashgraph Enthusiast show is news and interviews. So with that, good morning. This is the first time I've ever said good morning on the show. Good morning from Ottawa, Canada, everyone. My name is Brandon Davenport, aka it's Brandon D. It is Friday, September 8th, and you're listening to episode 92 of the Hashgraph Enthusiast Show, an interview with Oliver Thorne, live on Spaces. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other platforms to hear past episodes, including the recording of today's conversation. Also, make sure to catch the weekly Hashgraph Enthusiast News. Um, it's For now, the next episode is going to be Sunday at 7 p.m., Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. But like I said, that's going to change. I'll talk about it on that show on Sunday. Um, get all the info you need about the show at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. For folks listening live now, take a moment, share the spaces with your friends. And if you've got an interesting question for the guests today, click the comment button at the bottom right. If it's super interesting, I'll ask the guest live on the show. We can see what they have to say. No guarantees and no dumb questions allowed. That is my job. For folks listening to the recording, leave a comment and break down your thoughts on what we're going to talk about today. Let's keep the conversation going after the show. So just a quick note, my guest today doesn't know the questions I'm about to ask. I know that a lot of times in podcasts and interviews and stuff, there's like pre-questions and this and that. It's like, I just like having a conversation. Um, so with that, I want to give a quick intro and then we're going to dive into it because I got, I, I'm really excited to connect with Oliver. So who is Hedera? Who does Hedera want to be? An adult in the room with an inner degen let loose once in a while, sometimes reined in. In crypto, a Networks X or Twitter account is their main connection to the retail community, a lifeline and a large part of their brand identity. It can't be understated how important X or crypto Twitter has been for giving that first impression. Over the last year, I've been talking a lot on the show about a shift I've seen in the brand voice of Hedera. It's been fascinating to watch. And I mean, I've been in the Hedera ecosystem for, geez, like well over four years now. And it's been fascinating to watch that spark of personality break through the enterprise timeline and a sign that Hedera continues to grow closer to the community. With the Hedera account being such a vital aspect of the network's brand and the Hashgraph community laser focused on retail adoption, I wondered who was responsible for the account. Who is in the middle of all this? For months, I've been trying to get Oliver on the show. Um, Oliver's in Dubai. It's just so crazy to schedule that. So I'm so happy the show is so much different now. We can have Oliver on. Um, and we've made it happen at a really important time. He's the social media uh, media manager for, the, for Hedera and someone I think that the community is ex excited to hear from. So let's break free from the timeline and have a conversation with one of the personalities behind the posts. One community member to another. This is a conversation about posting memes on social media. Oliver, it's great to have you. How are you doing? And what's the most interesting happen thing happening in your life right now? 
Hey, Brandon. Um, yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me on. That was um, a great intro. Um, hi, everyone. Thanks for joining today. Um, my name is Oliver. Um, I've been in the Hashgraph community for a little over three years, and I've been the social media manager for the past year and a half or so. Um, What's the most interesting thing happening in my life right now? Well, it's been a busy week. Uh, I'm preparing for Token 2049. Um, I'll be flying out on Monday. Um, yeah, no, it's just uh, it's uh, great to be on the show. It's great to connect with you. Um, right on. I'm really excited to get into it. And a bit of a preface to this is I'm very curious about this topic as a marketing professional myself. So a lot of these questions are kind of through the lens of a fellow brand manager and marketer, and hopefully we can get through this in an hour. But as you said, right, a year and a half ago, in April, 2022, you became the social media manager for Hedera. And I'm curious on what your journey was. Like, how did you discover Hedera? How did you end up joining the team? Yeah, I actually have quite a kind of a weird story on joining Hedera, something that I think would be pretty unique. So I, I think I found Hedera through, it was probably some sort of hate post on the cryptocurrency subreddit. Um, for those who don't know, there's um, a huge bias against Hedera on the cryptocurrency subreddit that seems to be turning as of late, but um, it's always been seen sort of a bad light. And I discovered it and I saw it and the more that I read into it and the more that I explored Adara and Hashgraph, the more I was thinking this is sort of the answer to everything in Web3. Um, and I just became obsessed. Um, so I was working at a bunch of different jobs at the time. Um, and I became very active in the community in August 2020, back when the subreddit was... Um, Hedera, uh, sorry, Hashgraph, not Hedera. Um, and from mid 2020 to late 2020, um, I became very active on the community there and on Twitter under the name Dr. Manhashan. Um, basically just making memes. By the way, and... Dr. Dr. Manhashan, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I was making these memes on Holly. Charles Summary, um, you know, using films like Matrix. There was one with the, the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and yeah, I was working a job at the time working for a payments infrastructure provider in the UK. And what I was doing there, I was qualifying leads amongst other things, um, crypto custodians and lenders and um, exchanges that wanted to integrate our product into their systems. Um, but I wasn't super happy at the job. I wasn't happy that crypto, which had been, you know, a core part of my life for four years at the time that it was only 10, 15% of my job. So I took the maybe rash decision of, uh, quitting and thinking I've got to put all of my energy into finding a job that is directly involved in crypto, like find a job at a crypto company. So I made that my mission. Um, the first thing I did was I started coding 
that's sort of where I saw, okay, this is how I'm going to get a job in crypto coding, learn how to, I have a background in computer science from university. Um, and I wanted to show that I can code and I can also, know, I also know how to navigate, um, explorers and that sort of thing. And so the first thing I did, um, on my journey to find a, find a job in crypto, I'd had this idea for a while, um, but I never put it into practice and I saw that there wasn't anything like it in the market, but, um, so, uh, rewind a little, um, back when I was deep in the degen scene and I was, you know, deep into shit coins. Um, I bought a hundred dollars worth of Shiba Inu probably a few hours after it deployed and I got 120 billion Shiba Inu and I think I sold it for like $50 profit and then obviously it you know, that's, exploded. That's crazy. Yeah. A classic, so, a classic crypto tale. Exactly, exactly. And I never thought I'd be part of one, but yeah, here I am. And I always thought about it because, you know, when I bought it, it was like, okay, this is just some stupid dog token. Like, I made 50% profit in a day. That's great. You know, um, 50 bucks. Fantastic. And then Doge blows up, Shiba blows up. And then I even look at it and I see, oh, if I had sold it at the top, I would have had $12 million or whatever. And they ate me up, you know. <laughs> um, so I created this web app, which is still up. The code is garbage, but it works. Um, you can put in any Ethereum address and it'll this will also work for Binance Smart Chain or Avalanche. Um, it'll analyze your account at every single point in time. And it'll tell you when you should have stopped trading and how rich you would be. That's if you did. hilarious and terrifying. Yeah, I released it. Most people hated it. <laughs> Some people saw the humor in it, but most people hated it, understandably. You know, they don't like to be told, you know, this is where you screwed up and this is how this is how much risk you could have been if you just stopped trading. Um, so yeah, I made that and I started looking around. All through the time, I was still you know, heavily involved in the Hedera community, uh, making memes, you know, making certain uh, analysis documents, posts, this sort of thing. Um, and then I see that Andrew, who's the um, uh, Demandia manager um, over here at Swirls Labs, that he posted the um, social media manager job on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I was getting more active on Twitter at this point and I saw it on Reddit and I just said, I gotta go for it, you know? And so I actually made a plea and you can still see this on the Hedera subreddit and made a case for, um, for my, for me being picked as the social media manager, just to sort of set myself apart a little bit. So in it, I included, you know, like my top post from the defunct Hashgraph subreddit. I also... Um, I also ended up speaking to, um, Alaskan state Senator Mike Shower. Um, you can find this all in the post because I, I saw in the news that he proposed implementing, this is around 2020, proposed implementing blockchain for voting systems. Um, and so I just decided to, you know, I was like, well, well they, you know, they shouldn't be using blockchain. There's, there's superior technologies. Blockchain is a little non-inclusive and so i decided i'll, I'll just call this guy's office 
And so I just called his office. I got his receptionist. And then through a few conversations with the receptionist, I ended up speaking with his, you know, um, chief, you know, advisor, a few of those. And then I ended up speaking to, you know, uh, Senator Shower himself and got him to include in the legislation, which you can see online, um, to remove the word blockchain and instead include DAGs such as Hashgraph, et cetera, et cetera. So I put that all in the post. I basically said I've been dedicated to the community for a very long time. And, um, you know, you can see it through my post history and, you know, what I've done. I, I just want to be given a chance to, um, you know, show that I'm right for the position. And from that post, Andrew reached out to me on the, um, the username on Reddit for the um, Hedera account is Hashbro. He reached out to me on that account. And um, yeah, from then on, it was about two weeks of interviews with the team, uh, the Hedera team. This was maybe a month before we, uh, most of us switched over to Swirls Labs. And um, yeah, a couple of weeks later, I uh, I got the job. That's, that's And here we are today. Crazy. So it's kind of a story of like, you applied for a job you were kind of already doing in a way. Kind of, yeah. Well, that's what I kind of wanted to bring across. It's like, you know, there. I think there, at the time, there needed to be a little more, um, you know, appeal to the uh, the casualness that is the crypto Twitter and how Hedera was doing it. And, um, you know, I know that at least a few people enjoyed my posts on, I don't know, you know, as I posted them throughout the years, and I thought maybe I could bring some, I guess as you would call it, uh, spice to the account. And um, yeah, that's what I've um, been trying to do, and that's what I hope to continue doing into the future. I dig it. Okay, so this is where it gets interesting, and I mean, if anyone's listening right now and you've got friends out there that are curious about the topic of memes and spicy posts on Hedera, now's the time to share the spaces and have them tune in. Because many in the Hashgraph community are curious, like, who is the Hedera account? I mean, sure, we have the generic pre-scheduled posts, but what interests people are the posts that, as you said, kind of seem to feel a little fire from the hip or stream of consciousness, right? Like the spicy ones that ruffle feathers and show some personality. Yeah. And they appeal to retail. Um, and there's been quite a few, even some that didn't get deleted. Um, and I've come to learn that you're behind, you know, a lot of these gems and we'll talk about a few, but first, like how much of the content on the Hedera account is published or overseen by you? Um, probably I'd say 90, 95%. Okay. So I'll make all the copy. I'll make all the copy for the more generic posts, um, as well. Um, but yeah, um, for the vast majority of it, uh, there, there are occasional um, exceptions, like very exceptionally technical um, posts where um, someone like Brady, who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, used to run the account mostly before I Yeah, it was, a, it was a Brady production before. Right, exactly. Um, so there are certain exceptions, but... As far as what goes out, yeah, I'd say I oversee probably 85, 90, 90% of it. Right. Um, with regards to the, yeah. So with regards to like 
deleted tweets and things of that nature. Um, you know, the spicy tweet, something, stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes we have to retroactively delete tweets based on the, you know, macro web tree environment, how things like certain words or phrases are contextualized and how that might be viewed in the space, um, which everyone knows is constantly changing. You know, and Hedera obviously wants to be cautious and try to steer clear of anything that might be viewed in the future as problematic. But, you know, what you're assuming to more, uh, re referring to more is the, you know, the more provocative ones that I personally have made. And in either immediate or delayed hindsight, have deleted. So, um, so I have full access to the Adair account, right? And um, I have full, I have very strong opinions, personal opinions, as we all do about Hedera and Web3 in general. And in most cases, in many cases, I can express those views publicly, you know, and be in alignment um, with the responsibility granted to me by Hedera. You know, and I do so on a, on a regular basis, um, and I get positive engagement from the community. So those, you know, those short, punchy, you know, eye-catchy ones, um, you know, stuff like that. And they, they, you know, they can be said, um, you know, and, and all good, right? You know, it was, it was, I believe, part of the reason why they gave me the job in the first place. Um, but for me, I think it's important to realize uh, when those views... Uh, diverge from being representative of Hedera as a brand, you know, which I try to represent as best I can um, at all times, um, and begin being more primarily representative of my own personal views, which, you know, as you know, can be um, strong and maybe it's sometimes a little aggressive, you know, they can be seen, you know, it comes from, it comes from passion. You know, I've been passionate about the project for years. And sometimes that passion comes through in ways that, you know, while exciting, provocative, you know, might be seen as a sign of, you know, strength or even cockiness, are probably more appropriate, um, you know, for my own account or not, not the, not the brand, um, account. Obviously, we want to, um, display strength, but, um, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, there's a, there's a certain overlap. There's a, uh, there's a line I have to be constantly aware of, you know, this is a huge network, um, professional organization that's backed by even larger, more established organizations. Um, so, you know, in the future, I'll continue to do my best for the community as I have for the past year and a half, you know, create content that the community enjoys, finds engaging, um, you know, brings their strength to light and not shy away from it as best I can while towing that line. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe look at some, as you call it, dark Hedera here and there along the way. I love, no, I, I dig it. And I think that that's, that's, Oh, um, I think a main reason why people find this intriguing and, and a lot of folks in the retail community find it appealing is like when you have a brand like, you know, a, a, a network like Hedera, 
even if you look at other larger brands outside the vertical, right, like a McDonald's or a Burger King, they'll have their kind of like goofy, funny, spicy tweets and stuff. It's just, it's social media has created this environment where people want to see a person or a personality behind a brand. So I think people like those, uh, those, those kind of things that peek through the, as I said, kind of like the enterprise timeline. But I'm curious, like real quick, like what's the process like for getting a public uh, post published to the account like is it miles of red tape or like as you said are you just kind of hit and send from your phone well we don't want to get to a point where you know the with adara and swirls labs you know there's already a um there's an early element of um compartment compartmentalization there um and certain tweets do have to go through a um you know, a red tape process, um, especially ones that are concerned with policy, um, things of that nature. Um, but generally the process is, um, yeah, I mean, I do have access to it, um, on my phone. Um, so you have the ability to just use your best judgment and fire from the hip in the moment, because sometimes social media strategies necessitate the ability to kind of react to a trend or do something Correct. in the moment. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So like, I think a good example is, um, so this was like a few months ago, right? Um, I think it was watcher guru. They posted something about celebrating Ethereum's 1.8 billion transactions. Um, and I made, I replied to the post with this meme, it's a meme of like this, it's hard to describe. It's like this little guy, they're, they're playing chess and the little guy is like, oh, happy. Um, and I put that as like Ethereum possible 1.8. And then it's like this big guy that's like patting the little guy on the head. Um, and oh, right. People there, people right? know that. That's a, that's an iconic meme. I think I remember that. And that did that one last or that one? Get yeah. No, no, no. So that one was that one last, right? And I had to, Great. Um, I had to, in the, in the moment, like I got it because I, I get the watcher guru notifications on my phone. I saw it. I was like, Oh, I like, I have to do something for this, you know? Um, and it was weird because I just had this, I saw the meme like a couple weeks before I was like, this could be useful someday. Um, and I like quickly, you know, Photoshop edited this, this meme together. And I had my finger on the button, like post, or, like no post. I was like, am I going to get in trouble with this? Like, can I, I even like, I think I even asked in the work slack, like, Am I going to get in trouble for this? But I was like, oh, time, so there is, time, there's, so there is that the element. So there is that element. This, like, I just want to touch on that. Is there's an because you're running the social media account for a 300,000 follower, like major mm -hmm. network. There's mm -hmm. pressure. Like, you do have those moments where you're like, oh, this doing this in the moment is going to be so beneficial and galvanizing kind of the retail community behind our brand. It's going to get us so much goodwill with the brand. It's going to get people excited. Right. But you're hesitant because like you know, like someone's going to message you like, what are you doing? Like you're going to yeah. get in trouble. So you, you do kind of put yourself out on the line a little bit to push Hedera in that direction. Exactly. So that, that's why, you know, I, I do enjoy putting out the, you know, more punchy provocative posts, especially when they're, um, you know, relevant, um, like when the whole MEV bot, seeing was blowing up um and we talk about you know transaction ordering and how it basically kills mvd bots um 
something unique to Hedera. Some so when I like, I it, it's good that I have my finger on the button and I have that sort of access, and they've sort of given me that trust to react when I um, need to or think is appropriate. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, this is a huge network and it's like, while these large established brands like Wendy's or McDonald's, they have this personable face to them on their social media. It's like, these are, you know, multi-billion dollar established brands in established industries. I feel like they can take more uh risk you know like these big brands have had um lots of controversy with their social media but it doesn't really affect them right um, right it doesn't it doesn't affect them in a huge way because they're a multi-billion dollar corporation and it's a scandal that'll blow over whereas hedera while it is you know i guess you consider it to be large in web3 it's still in a nascent industry and you know it is a for at least from our perspective and how long term we're thinking and uh, a nascent network so since social media is such a huge part of it there is you know an aspect of pressure um that comes to it on you know what if i say the wrong thing and in the past i you know there have been cases where i have said the wrong thing um either um directly or through my through my own you know reflection seeing and saying that's not good like i shouldn't do that um so yeah, that that's the that's sort of the makeup of it. I have um, I have control along with um, a couple of other people um, in the company, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm sort of given that trust, and we don't want to get into a point where there is a system where there needs to be so much red tape, where if there is an opportunity to post um, a funny meme or you know a statement that's relevant to something that's happening in uh, Web3 has to go through, you know, um, levels of bureaucracy before it can be posted. And by, the, by that time, it's it's irrelevant, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's that balance. It's that it's the risk and reward of having a per like it's risky for brands to have a personality, but it wins over communities. So I hear you 100%. And on, on kind of that, in, in that vein, like, what are your thoughts on the community sentiment that Hedera doesn't focus enough on retail? Often the community feels out of the loop. For example, you know, staking updates where, you know, you don't see the meeting minutes until like a very long time after the meeting's held. And it kind of happens so fast and it's overwhelming and people are kind of like, whoa, like what what's going on? It, and, and so sometimes the, uh, it's very often both from the outside perspective and also internally that there still feels like there's a bit of that distance between, you know, Hedera, the governing council, that organization and the community and that sentiment that, you know, there needs to be more focus on the retail space. I'm just curious to see if, if, if kind of you see that or if you have any thoughts on that. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I would say that we're constantly trying and, you know, seeking out ways to better, um, our relationship with uh, retail and further our um, development in that space. It's definitely not um, an afterthought. I, I can understand the um, frustration with, um, you know, for example, the um, latest update with um, staking. And I know that there's been a lot of 
um, frustration in the community voice that it wasn't um, communicated um, properly. Uh, I think that from the Hedera side, um, they are very, very um, cautious and aware that they want to at all times do things in you know proper ways as it, as far as policy and regulation goes um you know and you know i say this as someone you know my opinions do not represent the opinions yeah of, of course et cetera et cetera um yeah i i think that uh, uh communication is something that we absolutely have to work on the idea that we don't um you know, I, I had similar opinions, and of course, this was two years ago before I joined um, the uh, community about, you know, not having a lot of focus on retail, but also a lot of my interest was in the in, in the institutional adoption of um, Hedera, so it wasn't sort of top of my um, priority list, but I acknowledged that it was a um, issue. But once I got in, um, you do realize how much work is being done to uh to sort of further uh retail uh adoption whether that be through um hips through supporting um, various projects in the ecosystem making it easier for um an individual developer as opposed to a company uh development team to develop something uh revolutionary on Hedera. there there is definitely a lot of work being done but uh, yeah i do acknowledge that communication is something that um, you know I, I wouldn't say um needs to be addressed but it's something that is uh, uh definitely being worked on i love to hear that i think that's great um and i'm happy that it you know th i think that this conversation has had so many times with different people but i think that the person that's that's really kind of a little bit of the personality behind the brand and really responsible for a lot of that communication i think that it's just great to kind of break down those barriers and just talk about it because i think that the closer that the community can come to hedera it's like it, it's it you know sometimes it can feel like these two separate worlds can we get them close together um i think that that's part of that pathway to decentralization i love it now i want to move on to um a specific topic that i think people are curious about and we're, we're going to talk about memes and, and all these different types of things but just a real quick shout out to folks supporting the show i appreciate it um you can send an hbar contribution to the show the the address to do that is in the thread pin to the top of the jumbotron here brought to you by listeners like you all that yada 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 but and one thing is this year especially we've seen some very offbeat posts like we've been talking about with memes and different things like that and these posts stick out like a sore thumb against the backdrop of what appears to be a very serious timeline, which, you know, is uh, very evident. And these posts excited the retail community, um, I think disgusted some traditional investors. Some of these like older guys and precious metal people were like, what's going on? Um, and I think maybe confused to dare internally as some of these posts were deleted, you know, trying to find things out, find the footing. And I just want to give some notable highlights, some of my personal favorites. Um, 
I remember when the 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 objects are closer in the mirror meme that was posted. That was something where people were like, "Whoa, Hedera posted a meme!" Like I remember <laughs> the community being like, "Oh my god, this Hedera's got a pulse!" Like, "Oh man!" I'm, and also too on on March fourth when Hedera tweeted, um, "LOL," just nothing <laughs> else. It was just a post. It was just nothing else that was deleted um, in February. There was the infamous like same post to Elon Musk's tweet of the H bar symbol, obviously referring to a mathematical equation, but that was gold. That one lived. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, that was uh, before I joined, but, uh, okay. Okay. That was, that was fantastic. One. Yeah. It was a classic. Um, obviously there's been some tweets dunking on networks here and there. Those are fun, sometimes regrettable. Um, but then recently this is, this is kind of what's really interesting to people is on August 27th, it was, it seems like there's a lot going on because I got a notification on my phone. And this space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. There was a tweet from Hedera and and I was like, this is fantastic. The tweet was, quote, honestly, Web3 is funny money without Hedera. LOL. And just seeing that go out on the Hedera account as a retail person, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. It's so great. Like that's that's great. And then I'm getting I'm seeing messages from from people going like what is this about like what's going on so that split right that got deleted but I mean yeah. I can understand why then then right after it was the 19 billion soon you know whatever without any vowels that was fun that one stayed up that was cool and then again on the 27th um quote uh, you you tweeted that, and this was the spicy one that I love that I kept sharing which was the quote Keep complaining. Keep talking about your potential. Why don't you talk about your utility? Stop talking about what could be done. Stop. Start talking about what is being done. And it's those kinds of tweets that I think bring together a lot of sentiment that the community has and reflects it back at them, which I think is really powerful to connect. But if, you know, those things freak a lot of people out, like I was talking about, probably potential enterprise customers in the pipeline mm -hmm. or institutional investors. So that one obviously, you know, didn't make it shout out, but I like those tweets because it brings that personality. I think it's great, but what would you say is the intention behind those kind of like spicy tweets? Is it, is it really like to try and break free from the enterprise vibe and embrace retail, like kind of head in that direction? Um, and are you trying to like get into a position where you're doing more of these in the future? Yeah. Um, well, this is where I, um, as I mentioned before, you know, I kind of have to toe the line between professionalism and what my own opinions are. And that's where I felt like, you know, I do, that is sort of, you know, you could, if you need me, you could hear those words, you know, coming out of my mouth, you know, um, that is something I believe um a lot there's a lot of talk about um there's a lot of talk about potential like oh we can do this or you know we can handle um this or that or this enables you know big banks to do x y and like, okay well you know are they doing it um whereas you know with hedera it's you know we are doing those things and you can see the actual on um the main net and yeah for, from my personal standpoint that was um you know it was just um i'm, gl I'm glad you liked it first of all um thank you um but I, it was I, I i just saw it as being a little i'm uh 
ag aggressive to the wider Web3 community. Obviously, we are supportive of um, Web3 as whole, and I think that that's what the um, um, that's what the image, you know, um, should be. Really. Yeah, it's like it's that balance between connecting with and, and emboldening the Hedera community, but also not alienating other networks where, you know, a Hedera person might see that tweet and go, like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, that's exactly. epic. But someone on the outside that might want to explore Hedera might see that and take that as kind of off-putting. Exactly. Whereas the 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 meme with that, you know, 1.8 sort of, that, that's sort of like, you know, ribbing. That's, that's you know, casual, just, you know, um, network ribbing on network and it was uh more fun than um provocative and aggressive so that's where the sort of um difference comes in but yeah that's the, i mean that that's my personal opinion i think that there's you know disturbing lack of um discussion and emphasis um in web3 about uh you know real world utility um, I think there's a lot of things being done in Web3 that are being done for the sake of Web3, if you if you know what I mean. Um, like things that are, um, they create value only in the sense that they are creating value in Web3 and not to something like a, you know, um, an enterprise or something like for example recently um if any of you have been keeping up with the podcast uh toko just recently helped um do the first equity home equity tokenization oh right the, the court the quarter, yeah the quarter homes it was like a, quarter was homes like, yeah that was exactly crazy. exactly and that's like you know she tokenized the and fractionalized the um home equity of a $700,000 home and saved her mortgage payments by 50%, you know, but that is, you know, the fact that I can get more, um, press as something that web three is doing that is uh, revolutionary and how it can change the world, you know, it doesn't get as much press as something. That, I just want to say, know, I just want to say like, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Like those, those hooks, like the fact that, you know, you save 50% on your mortgage by doing that, also to like, you know, diamond standard tokenizing $50 million in diamonds and stuff like that. There's a, there's a part of me that goes, those are some directions where you can kind of get it. You can lean into it a bit. Like I was like, when that many diamonds was tokenized on Hedera, why didn't Hedera switch their profile picture to like a, a diamond or something? Right. Sometimes it's like, you know, like just those exciting things that get people excited, get the community excited. That's when you, you want to see those memes, but I get it because you can only go so far and and uh, and sometimes those uh exciting aspects of these stories are sometimes i feel best communicated with like a dumb meme or or a quippy post rather than some press release with a big link or a big thread sometimes you can accomplish so much more with you know 100 character tweet with a funny meme or something you know yeah yeah and that's what that's what i tried to do with you know when the whole mev thing was blowing up right it's, it's it's one thing to say like oh we have um fair uh, you know, transaction ordering, but it's like, that's not punchy. So I made like a little meme when I posted on the account. Right. Um, just to say, you know, it's, it's very quick. It gets to the point. It says like MEV bots would not be possible on Hedera because we have provably mathematically 
you know, fair ordering of um, transactions, you know, something that, you know, um, as far as I don't know, other network has, and that's something that we should um, continue to, um, you know, yell from the, yell from the rooftops and, you know, we're going to continue to stress the things that make um, Hedera unique, but do it in a way that is, you know, fun and engaging and hopefully brings uh, interest and um, people over from other networks. Love it. And so obviously some of these didn't make it, whether it was yourself that kind of deleted it in hindsight or I, I'm, I'm like, obviously like the, the, the tweets getting deleted is I think what like causes a lot of intrigue. Like I think that a lot of folks have in their camera roll on their phone, these kind of like screenshotted, deleted, rare Hedera tweets that they cherish, you know what I mean? And so maybe, you know, maybe if you like what, actually happens when the tweet gets deleted is it is it like somebody out of is like hey oliver like what are you doing delete the tweet or is it more just like you kind of uh looking at the situation reflecting on it and deciding eh I, maybe this should be brought off the timeline yeah so it's um it's it's case by case there there have been um certain ones where you know i've been uh asked to delete it um and there have been certain ones i guess i won't go into the specifics on um uh, which ones were which, but, um, I would say probably most of them, the ones that you referenced have been, um, you know, me in, you know, I, most of the times immediate hindsight or I've gotten a, you know, slight nudge, um, that this is not the, um, way we want to portray the network. And, um, yeah, unfortunately that's, um, what it is, what, all, all I can do is sort of cherish the ones that do stay. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm to go back to your question um, before about is this somewhere that we want to be? Um, yeah, <laughs> for me personally, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. Like, Honestly, I, I, I want to be. I want to be able to make those tweets and not, yeah. yeah. I want to ask you. What was the story behind the LOL tweet? I don't know if it was in response to something because, um, you know, brands will do that. Like I've done that where there's something happening like in the zeitgeist and instead of responding to a conversation, you just kind of throw something out there like LOL and kind of people know what you're referring to or something. But like Hedera tweeted LOL. It, was that, was there anything kind of behind that or was that you, or I was just curious, you know, that, that tweet, I didn't know what yeah, it was about. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint and I, I'm being a hundred percent truthful, um, on this. There was something going on at the time that was sort of taken over my speed. Um, I don't remember what an ex exact reference it was to, but it was, um, yeah, I can't give a, uh, a clear answer on that it was it was in response to something that was happening in the web3 space at the time it was probably not even that big i just okay so what you're so it was a thing of like you were having an experience and you were like oh everybody's having this experience and then reflecting you're like oh this was my algorithm not everyone else's algorithm yeah yeah, yeah right basically i thought it was great even though i had no clue what it was about i was like hey hedera you have a good time <laughs> You know, but <laughs> definitely I had chats and DMs full of like, again, like the Mike Maloney guys that are like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> like, delete this. Like, you know what Precisely. I mean? Yeah. Oh, so that, 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 that's, that's what I have to be, um, you know, uh, wary of. And yeah, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a juggling act really, because we have to be, um, you know, we do have to sort of, um, cater to this, um, uh, enterprise crowd as well and come across as a, um, professional company and on, on LinkedIn, that is what you'll exclusively see unsurprisingly. Um, but on Twitter, which is the one with more, um, both from enterprise and retail, um, more exposure. So, so it is a bit of a, um, juggling act. You know, I do enjoy actually writing the copy for, you know, stuff, for example, like the, um, I re-uploaded the guardian video, um, and I did all the copy for that. I, I, I enjoy doing those, you know, I, I enjoy making the, um, content text wise, um, for the uh, professional crowd as well um so it's yeah it's, it's a bit of a juggling act in in the sense that you know um yeah sometimes we can be fun sometimes we can be provocative but um you know uh you know at it's a bit, the, of, art, it's a bit of an art we... it's a bit of an art form it's a creative medium that like i'm the same you know twitter's fun like doing these kinds of things are fun when you have you know, even Instagram where you have these kind, I, I'm a big believer that the best forms of creativity happen within these restrictions. So I find sometimes platforms that have those creative restrictions, like, you know, Instagram, you can't put links in the copy or LinkedIn. There's like, you know, the native articles perform way worse than just regular posts and Twitter's, you know, sometimes you're limited to threads instead of a long post. It's like, you just get creative. You you go with the wave of the platform and it's so much more rewarding when a piece of content does well or a message lands. It's like you've kind of, you know, figured out some puzzle or something, you know? Yeah, no, it's been great to be sort of, I've been given sort of um, more leg room than I would have even expected to sort of um, exercise and experiment um, creatively, um, you know, as this the conversation is a bit about something you know they go through and something don't um but you know it's been a great opportunity for me um to see people enjoy my content like the um the 10 billion video with um oh yeah what was that about was that video again felt like a piece of content to me that like maybe wouldn't have happened without you as the social media manager like oh yeah no, that I, I, you were involved in I, I storyboarded the whole thing and um i wow. sent it to I, st- I sent it to lehman and Mance and um um uh, vanessa who was the uh um sort of personal at the time um and i said i think this would be a cool video to do um can you send me the video clips and um i will um edit it for for a more like professional um the editing keyboard sounds were really important that was yeah that no, brought it all together yeah no that was that was that was fun putting that in um so for like the more um professional videos like the guardian stuff like that we have a great um video editing guy uh claudio gutierrez who just does some, yes shout out to claudio yeah he does he does amazing work um but that particular video i i can proudly say that i did i uh, i made the idea for it i edited the clips in and um yeah no that was a that was that was a that was a proud moment for me and um you know lehman and Mance, um you know they're, they're just such like friendly um approachable people that's what i found like honestly throughout the whole 
whole company. Real quick, like, like we talk about the, like, this kind of leads into a, a next question, but it's a nice pit stop is we talk about this kind of split personality of Hedera, right? You, it's this, it's this adult in the room that sometimes having this fun that, you know, sometimes is too much fun, but Manson, is this something that kind of Manson Lehman, I don't know how much time they spend on X or whatever, but do they kind of see those spicy tweets or have, have they kind of brought them up? Are they kind of aware of that dynamic? Um, so I'd say they were, they are aware of it, that obviously Lehman is a, um, um, he's a, he's an extremely, uh, busy guy, right. And, um, you know, sort of unlike, uh, you know, his, his, his interests lie elsewhere than being a personality, um, on Twitter, um, which I can totally, um, yeah, I, he's not, yeah, he's not trying to build a personal brand, but there are, there are, yeah, there are certain, I, they are aware of it because there are certain tweets and it's mostly the, um, you know, the, uh, tweets that are sort of more, um, in a professional sense, provocative and state, you know, making a statement that they have been like, this is good. Um, uh, we really like what you're um, doing. So yeah, they're, they're, they're aware. Um, they don't intervene too much. They don't, they're definitely not, you know, micromanagers. Um, but yeah, I'd say that they are, they are, they are aware of this um, dynamic and this need to um, sort of juggle the um, face and the brand image to appeal to both. Uh, enterprise and retail at the, at the same time. Right. Okay. So, um, Oliver, how, how are you for time right now? Cause I know we're getting close up on the hour here. I just want to make sure because we might go a little over. I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, no, I'm good. Um, I probably have to leave a little, just a little off the top of the hour. Right. Um, okay. But I said, but we're good. Okay. So, uh, just to, just to kind of, uh, wrap our thoughts on this kind of topic of these deleted tweets, spicy tweets, enterprise versus retail, blah, blah, blah. Right. Of course, the other side's this is the people that are messaging me like, Hadira has got to delete this tweet. It goes like, you know, this is embarrassing or blah, 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 that maybe they don't get it. Or maybe they have a point when they see, you know, like they see the, you know, 19 billion, whatever tweet without the vowels and the, in their like, oh, that doesn't leave the right impression. What like to those kind of, critics of Hedera's efforts to appeal more to retail. What What's the case that you would make to them to convince them, you know, like that it's the right move to do, that it's the right thing for Hedera to express more of that personality and maybe post some things that they don't agree with? Yeah, I, I don't, I definitely don't want to invalidate anyone's opinion that is that, um, you know, may not be um, appropriate in many cases, you know, they, um, they may be right. And, uh, you know, I also have those reservations at times, you know, and that's evidenced by, you know, the certain tweets that um, I personally have deleted in hindsight. Um, I think I would say that, um, that I, I saw a comment, it was a comment or someone messaged me personally saying, you know, this is um, good and that crypto Twitter is not um, a boardroom. And that, you know, a huge amount of our followers come from this sort of Web3 um, native space. And we want to um, appeal to them in sort of a, you know, 
funny, um, unique way. And it doesn't need to always be, you know, suit and tie, um, straight edge. You know, we get, we're, we're allowed to have, um, a little fun in my opinion. And I think that that's an opinion that's held, um, throughout the community and, um, uh, internally, um, at least to, um, some extent. So, um, today I'd say, you know, completely entitled, um, to that opinion. And, um, obviously we don't want to leave behind sort of the professional brand image of us being the adults in the room. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, we want to have uh, a little bit of fun with it and, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, I, pre- I, I, I obviously appreciate everybody's opinion yeah. um, on what I'm doing, um, how I can do it, be doing it better. Or, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's what I would say. Is yeah, that... Changes, changes good, right? Like the, the, like Hedera is much different than it was when a lot of these investors got in, like when they got in, a lot of them bought because it was patented because, you know, it was structured a certain way. The organization's changed. The brand is changing. The market is changing. The industry's changing. The world's changing, you know, get used to it. And what I would, what I would say is that, you know, despite these sort of, um, what some people may perceive as unprofessional or I guess, you know, in some people's eyes, um, uh, immature, you know, in contrast to being the adult in the room posts or interactions that the work being done, um, and this is to sort of calm the minds of, um, the, uh, people that think that it had any effect on our, uh, um, on our focus. And I don't mean this in the sense that this is our core focus, but our focus on, um, enterprise is that it does not have or i would say that it has little to zero effect on the uh, work or interests that um large enterprises have in um, working with us and oh, okay because that that's interesting because i think that's a big fear is like oh you know some enterprise is building a big use case and then they check their twitter and they see that tweet and they go oh no the network i'm working with sent out a spicy tweet and you know now i've yeah. got it it's so that's maybe not the case i, I would I, again you know this is personal opinion i i would say that that is um uh, not the case we're continuing to um uh see uh interesting engagement from um our current ecosystem par- partners our current government governing council members um large companies that are interested in working with us um that are not part of the governing council and that no, we, we don't have uh, partnerships yet with yet. Um, so I, I, I would, I would say that, no, it doesn't, it doesn't affect that. And I hope that calms the, the fears of anyone that has um, that particular one. Right. Okay. So, um, just as we kind of get in, get into the end of this, um, God, I've got to ask, do you hold the honor? of being the person who accidentally followed Sony from the Hedera account or does no one else hold that badge? You know, I, I am the social media manager, um, to be completely honest. Um, I don't remember 
doing it or I, and I can't remember when it would have been. I have, I have screenshots, um, my guy. I know, no, I, I, no, I remember the whole debacle. Don't worry. Um, I, I, I remember it very, very vividly. Um, I just don't remember when I had personally done it, but I am the social media manager. So I, I do take responsibility for that. I may have accidentally clicked follow. It was no, and you know, it, it, it wasn't meant to be, you know, to ruffle any feathers or, um, you know, create breadcrumbs that weren't there. You know, that, that's, that's the loss. Right. Okay. Loss so Jeff, so, you know. so we can kind of confirm here because there's been multiple theories thrown around that like, you know, Sony was going to join the governing council and then they got canceled or blah, blah. It, 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 from what you're saying, it sounds like it was a situation where it was followed and you're looking at the count. You're like, wait, we're following Sony. Like what's, wait, what's going on? That <laughs> particular incident. Yeah. That was a, okay. That particular incident was, yes, it was a, uh, uh, yeah, mistake. mistake. Right. Okay. Crazy. Cause that, cause I think that this will help a lot of the community because people are still talking about it. I know. I know. And I, I, it's, it's, it's funny cause you know, I'm, you know, when I was on the other side of it, you know, I was, you know, following all these little breadcrumbs too. Right. Um, like I even created this document, like CBDC connections with um with Hedera that was um shared on um Twitter and uh Reddit um here and there. And um, you know, that was sort of me latching on to any and all um breadcrumbs that I can find. And you know, it's it's very different being on the other side of the um of the window and seeing yeah. people, what people what people can come up with um to sort of speculate um but yeah i i, I hope this isn't you know uh yeah for the sony thing was uh, it was a um it wasn't your our part possible no i think that this is this is great honestly like i'm i'm, I'm uh, like this conversation's been so great because i think these types of things are what's going to truly push the community forward is um us really kind of as you like as you pointed out like less red tape less formalities we're all kind of part of this same community again like the the governing council members and people on the board like they're also h barbarians as well they're they they also kind of believe in this stuff the same way we do they're very passionate about it and yourself as kind of the the you know arguably like the voice of hedera do you know what i mean it's like the more that we can just get together things aren't really that big of a deal um, to me, this is great transparency and it's like, just clears the air and gets everyone on the same page. Um, and on that topic, like what's the biggest insight you've learned managing the social media account for a major network like Hedera and what advice would you give to web three projects trying to grow their social media presence? Um, I guess my advice would be. Um, one of the biggest things is to know your network and, um, you know, know it inside and out. So you can sort of capitalize on, um, topical issues in ways that relate to, um, your own network. I think that's, um, obviously, um, very key for any, uh, social media, uh, management teams. Um, the greatest insight, I guess, is that, you know, no matter what you do, um, you're not going to please everyone. 
and you just sort of have to um, accept that. And there's always going to be um, people in the comments saying the the same old things, and you just have to, you know, take the take the stance of you know sticks and stones. You have to accept that those people are never going to go away. There are going to be people that are, um, you know, never pleased no matter where the network's at, and um, you just got to keep doing the um, the best you can and not to um, take it into account, but don't let it sort of take over your thoughts. Don't let it intrude your mindset um, into um, thinking that you're doing a uh, a bad job. Um, just keep doing the best thing you can and, um, you know, uh, good things will happen. And obviously try to, I, I would say, uh, experiment. That's, that's also key. You know, you're going to, you're going to do some things wrong. Um, there, there's going to be hiccups and it's just, you know, that's not, that's not fail. That's not failure. It's just life. Um, and you know, with that experimentation, there's never going to be, um, uh, gross. Yeah, that would be, um, the biggest piece of advice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it, you know, something that a rule that I kind of have for myself and, and some initiatives is, um, you know, you had tried your best to ignore the good feedback, ignore the negative feedback, and pay attention to things that are repeated to you, right? So if something good is repeated to you by multiple different people in, you know, a distributed way, kind of, then that's probably something you should pay attention to. But kind of the one-off, like, you know, just good, negative, it's like, it doesn't really matter. It's like, what what's actually being fed to you that's repeated? What tweaks can you make? That's that's so important um, on that kind of trajectory as you kind of grow. And I mean, on that topic of growth, just my kind of my last question, a great way to kind of wrap this up is the Hedera account obviously hit 300,000 followers. That's exciting. A lot of people in the community are like, you know, when's it going to hit a million followers, right? When is this network's brand going to reach the levels of, you know, a, you know, a Solana or an Ethereum or whatever, like those, the, the, the you know, the top ones. And just from a growth perspective, how are you? How how is you? How are you feeling? How's the team feeling about kind of the growth of the brand, the growth of the account? And do you have any kind of ideas of 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 when you're thinking, oh, well, or, you know, we're going to hit a million followers or something? Do you see that happening soon, or is it is a little bit more of an undefined path? Yeah, I think that the unfortunate truth is that. Um, man, I hope I don't get you know reprimanded for this, but um, the the unfortunate truth is that. Um, you know, follower count and stuff like that. These um, vanity metrics, they're very closely tied to um, price action. Um, and I'm a, I'm a true believer that the uh, next bull run, it will be um, driven by uh, real world utility. And that's sort of where Hedera shines, you know, bear market, bull market. We never stop building. We never stop, you know, um, trying to bring value to both Web3 and, you know, the emerging digital economy as a whole. And that's where I think that Hedera will um, really shine through. And that's where we're going to see, you know, the floodgates open, the sort of aha moment where, okay, um, Hedera is actually doing things in this space um, and we should be paying attention. Um, that's that's sort of where uh, I see um, a huge uh, sort of as sort of a catalyst 
um, to um, Hedera um, coming on front stage. Right on. I, I, I have to agree with that uh, 100%. Um, and I, you know, I think that, of course, you know, an account uh, in the crypto space is going to be driven by the market and all those types of things. And, you know, nail on the head with the vanity metrics stuff. I mean, people, the reality is, is the amount of followers, that's just kind of an indicator of something else. When we want to look at actual real growth, it's about engagement. It's about the brand coming closer to the community. It's about tearing down those barriers. That's what it's all about. Um, and that's kind of what we talked about today. But that is one conversation down and a hundred more to go. Before I share my quick final thoughts on everything, a huge shout out to everybody listening live on Spaces right now. Another shout out to everyone listening to the recording on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And an extra shout out to the supporters of the show. The contributions mean so much. And I wanted to say, you know, for folks listening, you know, Oliver, um, I think, you know, I want to give a big thank you. I, it's safe to say on behalf of the community because, you know, pushing the brand in new directions, taking those risks, kind of putting yourself on the line a little bit in those situations as we talked about. I think it's really important. And then also, you know, talking about the Sony stuff and everything and just the transparency. Um, I, I think people in the community are just going to really appreciate this conversation. And I, you know, I wanted to extend that. And to the community, I wanted to say, it sounds like, you know, the voice of Adara is, is one of us. You know, Oliver's a guy that was in the subreddit, you know, in the cryptocurrency subreddit. He found Hedera through, you know, FUD posts on Reddit and went through those same journeys we went through. And is dedicated to that. So the retail community, you know, we got a guy on the inside, he's doing the best he can. And I think that Oliver really, it's like, um, what I would say is, you know, what, what can the community do, um, you know, to help support you and your work? Cause I really think it's important, you know, as someone driving that, the, the social media aspect of the Hedera brand, like, um, what would you say would be helpful of the community for your efforts inside, uh, Swirled and Hedera? Oh, I mean, honestly, it's, you know, um, I, honestly, I just keep doing what you're doing. I love this community I have for a very long time, um, despite, you know, as I said before, the people that are always going to have the same thing to say, the same problems with um, what we're doing. But honestly, you know, uh, I, I, I love this community um, just uh, to keep showing your support. And yeah, yeah. Uh, just engaging and trying to spread the spread the word of Hashgraph uh, far and wide. Right on. Okay, Oliver. Well, I really, really appreciate you stopping by. Um, I'm just going to yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to share some final thoughts. So I'll just put you back down to listeners, but I really, really appreciate it. Um, and would love to have you on the show again sometime in the future. Cause I'm sure we'll have some more, uh, spicy deleted tweets to talk about at that time sure sure thanks brandon thanks everyone for listening right on okay so um it looks like this is a situation where um you know hedera isn't some big giant faceless scary brand that's like enterprise and this and that that's my that, that maybe is how it come, comes across but what we've learned today is all the things that we see from the Hedera Twitter account is just, you know, it's just from a guy and his name is Oliver and he's the same as us. He came from the community. He's doing his best. You know, he's working against a lot of headwinds. He's trying to put some spicy memes out 
a lot of times he makes mistakes. He tries things out. But I think that's what we learned at the end of the day is from the main Hedera account down to the tiniest little NFT project. We're all just kind of people trying to do our best and really appreciate Oliver for coming on. And I think that um, anything we can do to kind of help champion those efforts and and uh, have more conversations like this where we can, you know, bring the communities closer together, um, I think is great. So, and with that, uh, thanks for listening to Hashgraph uh, Enthusiast Show, episode 92, an interview with my guest, Oliver Thorne. Live on Spaces and available on all major podcast platforms. Stay tuned um, for next week. I think I'm going to have another interview. Um, don't quite know who my guest is going to be. I have a few ideas of who I want to have as a guest, um, but I will announce who my guest will be soon. Um, and then, of course, the Hashgraph Enthusiast News will be on Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. But the next episode of the news... It'll be the last one at that time. I'm going to be changing the time. That's been a big theme of this episode. Change, getting used to change, adjusting, adapting. That's what this is about. So this show is going through a transformation as we get closer to episode 100, which I'm hoping to do live from LA at the Hello Future Buzz conference. So stay tuned for that. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, you can send an HBAR contribution to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet. The show's full Hedera address is in the podcast show notes, YouTube description, and in the in the uh, thread pinned to the top of the Jumbotron there. Get all the info you need about the show at itsbrandindeed.com slash hbar. And as usual for everyone listening right now, if you see somebody listening, click their profile picture, send them a message, ask them what's new, ask them what's up. Let's keep the conversation going. And with that, L future, goodbye past.